It's time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. And welcome to another edition of Bump and Run, and I am Run. And I am Bump. What is happening? Hey, you know what? Speaking of Run, I should uh, give some kudos out to Michael Gligic, our uh, good buddy. Yes. Who, uh, from Burlington, Ontario, Kitchener, Ontario, really, he um, ran the Palm Beach Half Marathon with like almost no training, and he ran it in uh, one hour and fifty-one minutes. He was—I I was down in California last week at TaylorMade, and he was there. And we were chatting, and he was picking my brain about what he should do and how he should do about it. He's, he said he wanted to break two hours, so good for him. He just did it. Wow. His, his uncle challenged him to it. So really, that's pretty just good. like that. I eh? can run yeah. a half marathon. Yeah, exactly. It would take me three days to run a half marathon. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, kudos out to uh, Mr. Gligic. Uh, on this edition, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the President's Cup. We'll do that in a minute. We're going to also talk about Phil and his decision to play in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but leading off is uh, Mr. Popular Patrick Reed, who uh, <laughs> got himself into some more hot water. And if you didn't see it, you should go and check it out. He was penalized two shots for improving mm-hmm. his lie in a bunker. and Basically, his ball ended up in a footprint. And he's he was sort of putting his club behind it and sort of doing like a fake practice swing kind of thing. He removed some sand. He did it twice on two different twice, swings. Yeah. And of course, uh, he was called on it. We show the video of it, and he pleaded ignorance and didn't realize he was doing it. And then all of a sudden, um, I don't know. What do you think, dude? Cameron, Cameron Smith like came out like basically called him. He doesn't has no no he has no uh, respect for cheaters. Like right. essentially, just called him right out. And Mark Leishman said this will just give him uh, the fans in Australia um, ammo for the President's Cup. So, it's, like, bringing, it's, um, they, like calling for them to bring shovels. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That would be good. <laughs> it, would be, it would be hilarious. It really would be. <laughs> it's, uh, it is a little interesting. I mean, you know, if it, I think you told me that, that Rory McIlroy said yeah. on, on Golf Channel that if it was anybody else but Patrick Reed, we probably wouldn't be even talking about it. Right. Um, but... He does have a reputation, and there are mm-hmm. allegations that he used to cheat in when he was playing in college golf. Yep. And there's there was some video evidence of him doing the same move a little bit earlier on yeah, another 2015, right? 2015, get, I think it was. Get, yeah. yeah, he didn't get penalized in that one, mm-hmm. right? Yep. No. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he was cheating, or do you think he was trying to take an advantage? You know, I, you know, Patrick Reed kind of is. You know, I, I I I agreed with Rory. I thought Rory had the best comments of it all saying you know you you like to give the player the benefit of the doubt and i know we in the media are not necessarily out to give the player the benefit of the doubt for the most part right, <laughs> right. but the players are probably are and i think i, I agree with them i think if, if this was henrik stenson say right we wouldn't even be talking about it yeah you're but it's right. because because it's patrick reed it's i think it's it's overblown to an extent but you know that it's it's hard knowing his history to judge whether the I would I would hope and I will side with Rory and say I don't think he's out there looking trying to get an advantage but he did take quite a bit of sand away. It, it's yeah to me there's on two the slow mo right on the right. slow mo you really see it. There, I mean there's two things to me it's it's like you said that he does take some sand away and I find it hard to believe that you wouldn't sense that or feel that mm-hmm. in your hands um, but. Maybe maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't get the benefit of the doubt. We see the camera f- low angle from behind right. the, the thing, and he said, you know, when when you're looking down from above, you don't really see that. Right. And and I'd also find it hard to think that 
he wouldn't realize that he would get caught because yeah. of all the cameras on him. Like exactly. if he didn't think that, then he's he's nuts. Yeah, he's nuts. Because I think you have to really think that. But um, but man, his reputation just gets beat up again, whether it's true or not. Although I will say that the Slugger White, who was the official there. Gave him nothing but said, no, he was very good. He was very polite, very convenient, yep. and, and said, yep, give me the two strokes. And, of course, the most uh, poetic thing of the whole thing is that uh, he finished third, two strokes third. back. Two strokes back, I know. <laughs> it cost him the tournament. And, you know, you get penalized. He took the penalty. You know, I he kind of agreed with it but didn't agree with it in his post-round comments. Um, but, it, it, again, like, it was it, because because he removed that sand, it improved his lie. Right. Like it's that's it's plain and simple a two shot penalty right, and it's just it's just more and more it, it's going to stoke the fires for him. So it'll either you know, I'll be interested to see what happens this week at the Presidents Cup whether it will be distracting for the uh, for the U.S. team um, because I'm I'm sure the media down there is going to ask about it and the fans are going to be all over them. They will like that's just hands down. They'll be all oh, over yeah. them. Oh yeah. So um, you know, there's but, some. It's, it sort of reminds me of Jumbo Ozaki, who was the great Japanese golfer, mm-hmm. who allegedly improved his lie like almost every shot. He would put his driver, he would take a three-wood or something if he was in the rough, and he would put it down behind the ball and look down the fairways if he was judging that, and then he'd go back and take a an iron out, having improved, you know, having knocked some of the grass down, he yeah. could see the back of the ball. There was all That's, sorts of things like that, and the yeah, fact that he filthy. won... The fact that he won, like, I don't know what it is, but it's like 50 tournaments oh, yeah, in Japan and in Japan. one outside of Japan. I always go, hmm, I wonder. That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. You know, you don't like to label someone a cheater. No. Um, but no, I honestly, do. you know, these guys are so focused on trying to see the shot and make the shot these days. It's plausible. It's somewhat plausible um, that he didn't notice it. I'm sure his caddy, though, noticed it. Ugh, Unless he wasn't looking so. at it, like I would, I would think the caddy would have noticed that. Yeah. Um, so it's well, but, caddy's, but honestly, his, caddy's his brother-in-law, right? His so. brother-in-law. So <laughs> you know, I don't know if they're going to say anything, but um, if they were talking at the time and they didn't really see it, um, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But you know, people are going to be watching them now, right? For sure. Because this sure. is the second time. Yeah. So um, people will be watching. Um, speaking of bad decisions. Phil Mickelson decides to play in Saudi Arabia, and undoubtedly going to take a um, get a big big paycheck to go oh, and yeah. do that. And he's going to pass on the waste management, a tournament he's played like thirty times. Yeah, every and, year that he's been on tour. Right, and you just kind of wonder, Phil, what is going through your head? Do you really need the money that badly um, to go to a place like Saudi Arabia, which is mm-hmm. you know a little bit of on the dodgy side for human rights, as right. we know? Um, I, I mean, he's not the only one going. You can even blame the tour for having this event there. Uh, but it certainly seems, I don't know, he doesn't really seem to care. He's sort of fired back at his critics. No, I, think, I think a lot media. of these people don't. I, I don't think they, these guys try to mix politics with golf. If they think they're hopefully growing the game in an area where the game isn't very popular, um, you know, you, you get criticized a while ago for going to China. Now look at what the game's doing in China. Um, yeah, I don't know. I find, I find this one a bit of a convenient excuse to say, "Oh, I'm going to grow the game in Saudi Arabia." But yeah. I suppose I don't know. It doesn't Maybe seem right gonna, to me. No, it doesn't seem right. But I, I, I generally believe that these guys don't really think about that. And maybe don't want to get into the politics of the situation, rightly or wrongly. 
You know what I mean? Like some guys, like Paul Casey, flat out said he would never go. Right, and Tiger. He, and, Tiger turned it down, right? And Tiger turned it down as well. So did Rory. Um, yeah. Now, why they turned it down, we don't know. Right. Um, T- Tiger turned it down. He said because it's a long flight. Yeah, right. Um, it's a, right. That's what he yeah. said. Right. Uh, but <laughs> sure. You know, I did. You know, it's it's a like it's again like these guys make these decisions. That I don't think they necessarily think them through, but. You know, you're right. He's not the only like Dustin Johnson will be there. Brooks He's a defending champion. Brooks Koepka is going to be there. So, you know, two guys who probably aren't on the political spectrum. I think we would say, right? Yeah, those and, two. Those two probably aren't. I think Phil's pretty smart. I think he knows yeah. what's. Go- I know. I think he knows what the situation is. And listen, he can make his own decisions. I just don't right. agree with it. And I, I don't agree with it either. I, I don't yeah. think it's a smart move for a guy like that, whose reputation has. That's pretty good, I think, as a as right. an overall guy. Yeah. He's got huge yep. fans and stuff, but massive. Is, yep. I don't know. Anyway, it seems strange that he would pass on, and especially the waste management, right? Like a tournament he always plays. Right. Um, right. It's 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 really strange that he takes that tournament away and goes halfway across the world to play in a European event that's two years old. I think. Right. This is the second year of the this tournament. Be the second year of it. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, Anyway. It's it's a strange move. It's a strange move, and you just wonder where like PR guys are at times. Oof, you know, they I'll all have managers. You. They all have agents. Hey, maybe not do this. Do you really need the two million bucks you're going to get? Right. Eh, maybe he's got some gambling debts again. Who knows? Right. <laughs> oh God, don't bring that up. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the big issue. And this week, of course, President's Cup going on, um, and we've got Team America and uh, Team USA, and on paper, this nope. certainly team looks America like and team, team America and sorry, Team America, Team International, USA might be a better game if they actually played themselves. I would love to see a US two, <laughs> US <laughs> one versus US two, <laughs> bobsled. <laughs> but uh, it's certainly not uh, looking very positive in terms of being uh, competitive. But you never know. I suppose the only time the internationals have won it, it did happen in Australia. Right. So we'll see. Um, but what what's your take on this from a competition standpoint? It looks horrible on paper for international team when you have ten out of the twelve U.S. guys ranked higher than the first <laughs> international player, Adam Scott, who's ranked eighteenth. So the only then it. The only two guys that are ranked lower than him is Kucher and Fowler. Right. And on paper, it looks horrible, like they should get destroyed. But I'm going to be the ultimate spinster Okay. for the international team on this. This, this ought to be good. Okay. This is going to be good. If you look at the makeup of this international team, there are a lot of newcomers to the, to the event so I think they got six rookies. Adam Hadwin's on his second. Six or seven rookies. And a lot of those guys with the scars of all these beatdowns, you know, and, and and Jason Day is one of them who's not, not in the tournament. So Adam Scott's there, his ninth appearance, the most by any international player. So he's got scars till he's got scars all over his body from this event. But I think, you know, with your with Hao Tong Lee and all these new guys, Cam Smith and Joaquin Abraham Anser and Joaquin Neiman and even Adam Hadwin, who's only been through it once. These guys don't have that, oh, crap, we're going to get killed again. Attitude yeah, I suppose. Coming I suppose. into it. You know, even Hideki Matsuyama, who's lost three of them, is only in his fourth. And Ustason's in his fourth, right? But <laughs> They've lost every one of them, though. <laughs> they've lost every one of them. <laughs> But I just I th- I think there's a lot you know with Els and Goosen and all like all those old inter- where's even right yeah 
They're, but all those guys are not on the team anymore. VJ, they have some new blood, which means maybe some new hope. Yeah. Maybe. I, I told you I'd be the ultimate spin doctor <laughs> yeah, I think here. You're being pretty optimistic. <laughs> I listen. I hope it's great. Even if it's like you know, two times ago when I was in in South Korea, it was at least competitive, right? And that made it somewhat interesting. At least you can kind of um, enjoy. The fact that it's not over on the last day, sort of before the yeah. third singles match goes out or something like that, which is what I hope happens. And I, th- I read somewhere, like, I think the last time the Internationals had a lead was was in any match was like 2005 or something crazy. Oh, seriously? I, th- I don't know. It's, yeah, the start is important, and they're doing foursomes, right? I think the yep. Thursday is foursomes. It's just, it, you know, but if you if you look at some of these guys' recent form, like Dustin Johnson, had, like first off, Kepka's out, so yep. the number one player in the world's out. Dustin Johnson hasn't played since the Tour Championship. Ricky Fowler's played once since the Tour Championship. You know, you, you got guys like Tiger that have won, but Kucher, what's he done recently? Not yeah. much. Patrick Cantley, not much. Patrick Reed. Um, Patrick Reed. <laughs> you know, it's you know, I know, I know, eleven of the twelve guys played the Hero World Challenge, but then they flew twenty four hours to Australia, so. If anything's going to give them an advantage, I think it's the fact that the Americans are, you know, going to have to get on a clock quickly, and yep. it's a busy week. Um, it is a busy week. I talked to Adam Hadwin uh, on Friday before he left, and he said that was the one. I said, "What would you tell the rookies about your first experience here?" And he said, "The one thing is you really have to manage your time so you're not tired mm-hmm. on Thursday." He said, "There's so many things that go on, lots of media things, lots of galas. Um, you got to make sure you get there early and get your work done, get on the golf course." And, and kind of learn it. So, you know, there is that adjustment, not just to the time. There's a bunch of adjustments. The time zone, of course, you got to adjust to. Right. you got to adjust to a hard, fast golf course. This golf course, Adam Hadwin was suggesting, will play a little bit like a British Open course where right. it's going to be firm and yep. fast. So yep. you got to adjust to that. And you got to adjust to the formats. You yep. know, you're going to hit different shots necess- that you wouldn't necessarily hit because you want to be aggressive in certain situations, um, which I thought was three interesting things, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the, you know, I do think the course will have a deciding factor because it probably will be the fastest course they've faced probably in six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so how are they going to, how will, how will they adjust to it? You know, we had guys like, you know, you got guys like Scott and Leishman and, and Cam Smith. Those guys have played Royal Melbourne like crazy, right? They all they all played. Jeff Ogilvy grew up there. He's in the system. Grew up there, so and they, you know, they played it two weeks ago, right? So I think there were six of them. I believe six of Ernie Els' team played in the Australian PGA, so they'll have a good idea of what the the what it's playing like, right? Um, If 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 anything, that's a somewhat of an advantage. You know, I know it's been here twice before. This is the third time, and some of these guys played it in 2011 that are on the U.S. team. But, you know, that's the one thing that might sway things towards the internationals if they can handle that fast course better. And I think uh, I think the crowd here is going to be a factor, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go, even even last time in, uh, in New York, the, the main, the loudest international people were Australians. They were out yes. there. Yeah, they're always... Yeah. yeah, they're really good. And as you said, yeah. with, you know, they'll probably get on to... Uh, well, and to Patrick Reed, pretty good. So um, uh, Adam Hadwin also had an interesting take on the golf ball because we sort of make an, an idea that when you go in these pairs, uh, you know, in the in the um, foursomes matches where you hit the alternate shot, mm-hmm. the 
the use of you know two different guys playing different golf balls. And he said when he went the first time, he was super concerned about that. And uh, he played Adam Scott's golf ball. And then right. he said he figured out last time uh, in the World Cup playing with Nick Taylor a better strategy where they alternated the, the, the ball in every hole. So whoever was going to hit the second shot into the green, whoever was going to hit the iron shot, right? that's whose ball they used. Oh, that's and, interesting. Yeah, and he said, you know, hitting it off the tee doesn't make that much of a difference. Right. So the other interesting thing that Adam did tell me was that for a while now the players have known who their partners are going to be, in which formats, basically. So get right. prepared, discuss things like golf balls and things like that and who you're going to... How you right, gonna pair up and stuff, which I thought I thought that was pretty interesting that they already know. He said, "No offense to Nick Price, but but this is sort of a, a, Ernie Els has done a good job at trying to bring together the guys as much as he can right. beforehand at dirt, different tournament stops. Told them to play practice rounds together and things like that, which is, right. um, I mean, I guess you'll find out exactly who's playing with who probably before Thursday yeah, because of all the yeah because of all the practice rounds and stuff. Right, but, but um, I it, and that's you know the one thing is they've had. A month since the team's been picked, right? To, to Ernie's kind of could look at his team and say, okay, I I think these two, you know, like I would be shocked if Ernie's not putting Leishman with Cam Smith together, right? Um, you know, they played at the World Cup together and and stuff like that, and maybe maybe Adam Hadwin draws Adam Scott again, yeah, um, possibly because they played twice in at Liberty, so, yeah. um, you know, and then on the U.S. side, like I, you know. You either got Justin Thomas with Ricky Fowler, who went so well at Liberty National, or Tiger with Justin Thomas. Yeah, you know, you, you, wonder, you, got, you wonder if anything switched because of what Patrick Reed did. They might put Tiger with Patrick Reed to try and limit yeah, some be, of the crowd. How, there's a here's an interesting question. So Tiger, everybody knows Tiger Woods is a playing captain. How many matches do you think team matches do you think he'll play? Well, if you listen to what apparently came out at the Hero, he's going to play three of four. Really? They said he could play as many as four set four segments. He said that was the wow. rumor that came out of that. So I, I thought that was a lot because he only has to play one. Yeah. So essentially, he's like because I, I'll find it interesting for him who's say he's on the course, and he's going to still have to do his captain's media because he's the captain. He's still the face of this team, regardless yeah, of I'm whether sure he's be, playing or not. I'm sure they'll be all set up ahead of time. They'll they'll mm-hmm. figure it out more or less, unless it's a real. Situation where they're either way up or way down after right. in the middle of a session or something. But um, I, I asked Adam, I said, "What would it be like if you had to go up against Tiger?" And he said, "Well, half of me would be pooping my pants; the other half would be really excited." So, <laughs> <laughs> thought that was a good answer. Yeah, that's a good so that's, answer. But that 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 is kind of the most singles wins in uh, Presidents Cup history. Yeah, so. but that is the thing that 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 has Tiger, you know, brings Tiger, uh, the Tiger factor, I guess you could say. Right. That he, he's, he's bigger than anyone else in the game, and if you're going to play against him, no matter whether you're a seasoned guy like Hadwin or not. Yeah, and I think, so. I think him playing raises the profile of this event, whereas otherwise I don't know how, I don't know the extent of the attention it would have gotten. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, because, you know, it is December, and it's not golf season here, and... NFL's you know, on. NFL's on, and it was like again the captains' picks were a month ago. Hockey, so game. yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tough sell, and it's at least the times curling? are good. There's always yeah. there's always something. The times are actually decent, right? Like it's, I, I think, think Thursday the first is five thirty, five thirty, midnight. So it's not uh, terrible, right? Like Korea no, was bad, right? Yeah. Korea was overnight, and that's, that's tough. Right. It's a tough sell. Don't you tell me I was there working it. I know, yeah. <laughs> or in the in the in the TSN office, which yeah. I'll be doing again this time. But yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 
basically prime time from 6 p.m. on. Yep. Um, and all uh, rounds we'll have, on TSN. Yeah, all rounds on TSN. And with that, we well, will hold it. You we got to do oh. predictions. Who do you think is going to win? I said the. I think the Americans will win, but I think it'll be fairly close. I think they'll. The margin of victory will be two points or less. Yeah, I think. I think the U.S. wins by four. Four. Okay. Well. Sorry, internationals. <laughs> I'd love to pick the internationals. I really would because I really want them to win because this event needs them to win. Oh my gosh! Does because it it's just it just it's become an exhibition. It's, a, it's an exhibition. It's, it's a like fun exhibition, game. right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Really so they really need an internationals to do well. I hope it's close. All right. Well, with that, right. we'll let you go, and um, we will talk to you post Presidents Cup and try and dissect it all and figure out what's going on and who's doing what and and who how has it all a summit down. Maybe there will be a U.S. golf summit if they lose. That's right. (laughs) All right. With that, uh, I am Run. And I'm Bump. Talk to you again.